Good morning and welcome to week 13 of your weekend updates. Now, this one's a little different. Um, it was rivalry week for a lot of schools. We had some amazing games, and I guess there's really no other way but to just dive straight on in. So week one, excuse me, matchup one, we had UW playing Wazoo in the Apple Cup. And, you know, UW was able to come away with the win, 24 to 21. In the last app, in the last in-conference Apple Cup game for the foreseeable future, UW, UW was able to pull out the win. The game, in my opinion, was more about some calls going UW's way than Wazoo's way. Now, Wazoo couldn't get out of their own way with multiple false starts that put them behind the chains, and there were a couple times where they made big plays and then didn't capitalize. For example, the opening second-half interception, which then resulted in a punt. Not ideal. Through all of this, Wazoo fought hard and kept this game close. Every time UW scored, Wazoo answered. Now, here is where the game gets frustrating. Yes, I am a Coug fan, but I try my best to make sure that I'm being fair and giving credit where credit is due. So, it, okay. I might be getting ahead of myself. But first off, for Kalen DeBar to line up like he's going to fake it on fourth and one in his own territory just to make Difkert call timeout is playing chess, not checkers, right? Amazing idea by DeBoer. He knew if I'm going to go for it here on fourth and one, Dickert's going to call a touchdown to get his defense right, is going to call timeout to get his defense right, so then he can line up properly against me. Dickert calls his timeout. DeBar's sitting there going, sweet. Now DeBar sends out his punt team and then rushes them up the line. Right, He's trying to get some fakes going, and nothing's really working. So then he calls a timeout before the play clock expires, of course. And now you have Wazoo's defense going, okay, are they going to punt? Or what are they going to do? And then all of a sudden, DeBar runs out his offense, and he says, I'm going for it. This is where one of the most sick plays I've seen in a long time happens. Do you remember when you ran the wing tee in Little League, right, and you'd go power belly right, and then you have a little backside action? Okay, so what he does is he goes belly right, doesn't give, but then pivots again and gives a little toss to Adunze, who takes it all the way into Wazoo territory. An amazing play, but in no way was this the game was this ending the game <clears throat> until the Pac-12 refs sold this game and called a BS roughing the passer against RJ Stone. And I will stand by that because that's what it is. Now I know you're gonna say, Jay, you're a UW hater, you're a salty loser. Go watch the game again without the emotion, without the throw of the game, and you will see this was one of the worst calls ever. Pac-12 fans have always rooted that the refs are garbage, and frankly, they are, right? There's never been a doubt of it. This is just a terrible, terrible, terrible call. I've watched the game since being at the game, which I'm very thankful for being there, but I've watched the game on TV since then, and I can tell you, this has to be one of the worst calls I've seen in a long time. I hate targeting. I think it's a dumb penalty. I hate a lot of the penalties that are called in college football. But this was garbage. In no way was it roughing the passer. And I think that you're taking away the game from kids at that point and making it about yourself. And I've been a ref. I understand it's hard to take criticism. And it sucks because you're trying to watch 22 players on a field 
or your specific portion of the field. But there's no way you can call that with confidence. And unfortunately, that's what they did. It was a legal hit. He was hit within two steps of releasing the ball by R.J. Stone. He let up off of him so he didn't bury him in the ground. I mean, it all around, it was just a terrible, terrible, terrible call. Now, I'm sure you fans want to hear me comment about where they were robbed because it did happen. It happened in the third quarter, I believe, where Wazoo jumped off sides. Michael Penix dropped back, realized he was getting pressured, and just kind of threw the ball up towards the sideline because it was a dead play, right? It was a frozen play. Now, there was a call for offsides on the defense, but then it said it was offset with the offense because of a intentional grounding. Now, I'm a, I'm a little we weirded out by this one, all right? So it doesn't really make sense. The penalty is already on the defense. Offense is having a free play. So anything against them wouldn't be enforced unless it's a personal foul or potentially holding, but holding would be an offset of that. But at this point, it's, it's just confusing because my understanding of the play is that it's a free play. So really, there there isn't a penalty there. It's a penalty on the defense. Offense can do whatever. Now, if there's offensive pass interference, offsets, offensive holding, offsets. If there's a personal foul, the personal foul will offset. But this isn't a personal foul. It's just intentional grounding, but it's a frozen free play. I, it's weird to me. If there's any refs who listen, I would actually love for you to come and explain it to me because I, I am confused. But I would love to have the idea and have it explained because I think that's that's great. So leave the comments below or you always have my email in your bio, in my bios. Feel free to send me an email. I'd love to read about it. Um, regardless, this was an amazing Apple Cup and I'm really, really happy that it's been signed and agreed upon to play for the next five years uh lumen field next year i believe on september 14th so that's going to be a really fun game um but watch out right you dub you have to play bonix and oregon ducks on friday if you play like you did against wazoo today yesterday then it's not going to end well um you know it's it's a great game and i'm really really happy with how it was played so i can't wait to see uh what goes on but anyway you dub plays oregon in the pac-12 championship on friday uh, Wazoo seasons is over unless the Pac-12 allows them to be eligible for any bowl games that get picked. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, hopefully they are chosen. But um, you never know. At that point, it really comes down to the colleges and uh, if they're wanting to do that. So your Central Wildcats played Bemidji State and won 21-17. to now, Central decided to play a little dangerous when they went into this game down 17 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. But then, and ignore me if you've heard this before, Tanner Volk had an interception. This time, he returned it down to the BSU 16-yard line. From there, the Wildcats would score twice in the second quarter to go into half down 14 to 7. Now, halfway through the third quarter, they scored on a 20-yard run and went up 21 to 17. This would be the last score for either team. Now, listen to this sequence of events. BSU decided to go for it on fourth on fourth down, but Central heard the quarterback and got an interception at the two-yard line. Now the Wildcats got the ball back with 12 minutes and 48 seconds left in the fourth quarter. 12 minutes and 48 seconds. I'm repeating it because they ran the clock down all the way until fourth and one at the BSU 27-yard line with one minute and 30 seconds on the clock. 
from there, head coach Chris Fisk decided to go for it, and they got it. From there, they went into victory formation and ended the game with another win. It's playoff football, and you have to love it. But more importantly, Central was able to control the clock and run off 12 minutes and 48 seconds of clock against a very good team and just imposed their will. This is amazing, and Central is just going to keep keep doing what they do. Now, a side note on Tanner Volk. He needs two more interceptions to break the D2 record for single-season interceptions and three more to break the NCAA record regardless of level for interceptions in a season. The dude is balling. Central will play Colorado School of Mines next week with the winner going to the NCAA D2 semifinals. Now, your Whitworth Whitworth Pirates played Wartburg and lost 20-42. Now, Whitworth would enter the second quarter down 6-7 and wouldn't score again until the fourth quarter uh, when Wartburg was already at 42. So, Wartburg is just a great football team. I'm very impressed with their speed and physicality. The team, the game did not go the way we planned or hoped, but I'm proud of our guys and the way they continued to battle and the way they finished, said head coach Rod Sandberg. Wartburg played suffocating and very gap-smart defense, and it was an amazing game by them. Sadly, the season is over for Whitworth, but they had an amazing year, including beating Linfield for the first time in, I can't even remember how many years. So now they're going to get the chance to continue a really strong year and hopefully uh, continue that winning streak uh, in conference play. Over to Oregon, where your Oregon Ducks played your Oregon State Beavers and came out on top 31-7. to Not really much to say here. Uh, Bo Nix went off and Brig Brother just kind of beat down Little Brother. Uh, And that's really something to say considering how much of a fan I am for Oregon State. Uh, To rub more salt in the wound, Oregon State head coach Jonathan Smith just announced yesterday that he is leaving and will be the new head coach at Michigan State. Oregon State is now in the impossible position of finding a new head coach while searching for a conference at the same time. It really doesn't get much tougher than that. But as part of the Pac-2, Wazoo will support, and we will always have each other. (laughs) Uh, Oregon will play UW in the Pac-12 championship on Friday. Most likely the winner of this game will get a playoff spot. OSU is just waiting for bowl announcements at this point. Heading on over to Idaho, where your Boise State Broncos played Air Force and won 27-19. Now, Boise State gets the win here, but they are in a three-way tie for the conference championship between them, UNLV, and San Jose State. A computer is using metrics to determine the top two teams, and those will play. Those two teams will play in the Mountain West cha- Mountain West Conference Championship. At the time of this recording, the championship has not been announced. So check back on our Twitter to see who ended up making it. Your Idaho Vandals had the week off as they prepare for playoffs, and they're going to host Southern Illinois next week. Now, here's a game that I think we're all excited to hear about. College of Idaho Coyotes played University of Montana Western Bulldogs, and College of Idaho came out on top 49-42. to Now, I really don't know how to bring justice to the to this game, and I, I don't think I can. Uh, now, before this game, our Twitter on Friday night tweeted out and said, the most intriguing matchup in all the playoffs is going to be this game of Frontier Conference foes, uh, and it's going to come down to two people that we need to keep our eyes on. Eli Norse, the Bulldogs freshman wide receiver sensation, and John Schofield, the veteran senior wide receiver for the Oats. 
They are one and two in the Frontier Conference in total touchdowns. Both are top 10 in receptions, both are top 10 in yards, and both are top 10 in uh, receptions. So let that sink in. Uh, now I want to shout out these two guys and give a tidbit. Eli Norse finished the game with two touchdowns, one on a punt return and the other on a catch. And then John Schofield was a little different. Uh, he had six rushes for 15 yards, but four touchdowns. He also had two receptions for 46 yards and another touchdown. That's five total touchdowns on the day for Schofield. That's really all I can say about this game. Uh, it was back and forth, right? Uh, I think College of Idaho really broke it open in the second quarter when we went up 28-7, to seven, and I think that really set a uh, set a, a idea in the, the eyes of Montana Western where it was like, damn. Um, now, it, obviously, it wasn't over because, right, they ended up losing by seven, um, but it was definitely a tough game. So impressive to say nonetheless, but this is exciting. Uh, Montana Western season is sadly over, but College of Idaho will play Grandview next week. So College of Idaho, know the uh, Pacific Northwest is supporting you and how you guys compete. Now, your Montana Grizzlies had the week off, and they're going to host Delaware next week. Your Montana State Bobcats had the week off, and they're going to host North Dakota State next week. Now, as far as Wyoming, your Wyoming Cowboys beat Nevada 42-6. to Now, Wyoming whipped on Nevada, and now it's just time for bowl announcements. It's pretty simple. Your BYU Cougars played Oklahoma State and lost 34-40. Now, BYU almost pulled off the upset, but now the season is most likely over as they didn't reach the magical six-win mark to guarantee a bowl game. Of course, a bowl could reach out to them and ask if they would like to play as a five-win team uh, after all six-win teams have been exhausted. Um, but that has yet to be heard of, and we won't know until after next week when conference championships are done. Uh, the Utah Utes played Colorado and won 23-17. Utah won a nice game against Colorado, uh, and now we wait for bowl games to be announced. Utah State Aggies played New Mexico and won 44-41. Talk about amazing. Utah, Utah State won this game in double overtime on a broken play. So what happened is the quarterback was on the right hash mark. Uh, the ball was snapped. It was fumbled at his feet. He picked it up, ran to his left, and then all of a sudden just saw green grass and kept going and kept going. He got hit at about the two and was able to turn his back, drive himself into the end zone and score. So they won in walk-off fashion. Now you might be wondering, well, was this Cooper Legas? Who was it? Uh, it was graduate junior quarterback Levi Williams, who hasn't started a game all year. He caught up for 351 yards of total offense and five touchdowns in his first start this year. Certainly an impressive statistic and something to be amazed of. Again, guys, this was week 13 of your Pacific Northwest updates. Uh, I really loved doing this a lot. Uh, it made me very excited to be able to talk about sports and just as the seasons go along um, to really give an idea of how everything's going. Now, the idea is potentially to have some sort of like an award idea or something. Uh, I got to speak with some people to see if we can make that happen, um, but definitely something to keep an eye on. We will keep giving updates on teams, playoffs, how they're going. Again, check our Twitter. It's how we mainly send out these communications of what's going on in the now. So, again, that's uh, my name's Jay. That's all I really have for you guys today, and uh, have a great weekend, guys. Have a great week.